Welcome to Tashma, the podcast where you get to listen in on Hadar's Beit Midrash. I'm Rabbi Avi Killip. Each week this year, we will hear a Dvar Torah on the weekly Parsha from our Rosh Hashiva, Rabbi Aviva Richmond. Let's listen. Whiplash and Endurance It is hard to imagine a Parsha more devastating than Shmini, or more of a testament to the stamina of enduring relationship despite all. When we experience the events of this day, eighth day of the dedication of the Mishkan, through the inner worlds of Aaron and his wife Elisheva, there is much to learn about relationship that persists through guilt, through anxiety, and through loss. The last time we saw Aaron and sacrifices, it was at the altar built for the golden calf. Aaron called a holiday with sacrifices brought to a strange god he fashioned with his own hands. He witnessed the subsequent rupture, tablets broken, bodies slain. Now he has spent seven days inside the newly constructed Mishkan, solely in observation, hands still, watching Moshe bring sacrifices on an altar built at God's bidding instead of in response to the people's frenzy. Finally, on day eight, Aaron may step into action to serve at this sacred rather than profane altar. The first sacrifice he is told to bring is a calf, Egel, as a sin offering, glaringly reminiscent of the golden calf. Midrash relates that Aaron is racked with anxiety as he brings these korbanot. When God's presence doesn't immediately emerge, Aaron becomes intensely distressed, saying to himself, I know that God is angry at me. It's my fault. The divine presence didn't come down. What Aaron hoped would be a source of comfort and reassurance now turns into cause for shame. Moshe and Aaron pray together for God's presence to come. At first, they achieve a perfect counterbalance to the sin of the golden calf. They built a structure exactly as God commanded, instead of in defiance of God. They offered sacrifices God wants, instead of sacrifices of their own doing. And they sensed God's manifest presence and blessing, instead of God's distancing and harsh punishment. But in the same breath, this moment of reassurance for Aaron turns into a nightmare, When the divine fire consumes Nadav and Avihu, it isn't only tragic because what could be more tragic than losing children? It is tragic also because of the piercing irony. The fire that was meant to reassure Aaron that his sin offerings were accepted and his relationship with God restored instead becomes a slap in the face. Aaron sees his own failures entrenched in the behavior of his children who offered a strange fire, Esh Zarah. The divine fire that accepted his sin offering turns into a fire of divine wrath, inflicting immediate punishment for an irredeemable sin. When considered in light of Aaron's anxiety about the golden calf and his hope for forgiveness, Moshe's cryptic response after Nadav and Avihu's death takes on profound meaning. Moshe refuses to let Aaron see this as a punishment for a reenactment of his own sin, God's mocking rejection of his sin offering. Nadav and Avihu are not sinners. They wanted to come close to God, says Moshe. This was a sanctification, not desecration of God's name. And when Moshe tells Aaron and his sons not to mourn but to stay inside the Mishkan, it conveys that these deaths are not a sign of rejection and punishment. God wants to hold Aaron close, even in these difficult circumstances. When we have really messed up, or when we face disaster, Shmini invites us to imagine what it looks like to stay inside the possibility of relationship 
rather than run away. A parallel dive into Elisheva's inner experience leads us into the turmoil of great joy and profound loss. One Midrash describes the honor that encompassed Elisheva on this day as so many of her close relatives rose to positions of great stature. Ascribing to the verse in Proverbs, she is clothed with strength and splendor. She looks to the future cheerfully. Oz vahadar levusha vatischak liyom acharon. Yet a parallel midrash takes an entirely different turn, casting a shadow on the glory and confident joy of Proverbs. It describes to Elisheva a verse that undermines joy entirely. Of revelry, I said, it's mad. Of merriment, what good is that? From Ecclesiastes. The midrash declares, how mixed is the joke that the attribute of judgment played on Elisheva, the daughter of Aminadav. Her two sons were made officials of the priesthood. But when they went inside to offer incense without permission, they were burnt up, and her joy was turned into mourning. We see here a wholly cynical reading of joy. When her two sons perish on the day of her greatest joy, Elisheva learns that it is never safe to rejoice. Instead of Elisheva rejoicing, vatischak, joy devolves into a cruel joke, schok. Joy and laughter become a mockery of her life, and her dreams. We could hold up one of these midrashim at the expense of the other, but we can learn more from living in the tension between the two. Rather than optimistic naivete, the Proverbs midrash about her joy, can be seen as offering a complex response to Ecclesiastes' cynicism. Even though the attribute of judgment played a joke, schok, on Elisheva on that eighth day, Elisheva knows that ultimately she will rejoice again. Elisheva reserves the confidence of the last laugh, a hard-won joy that is not ignorant of pain. One contemporary scholar explores this tension in Elisheva's experience in poetic form. Always changing, changing always, nothing stays the same. Prepare for the sharp turn, the deep drop the meteoric rise. A child breathes, stops breathing. Breathes, stops breathing. The sacred offering is acceptable. The sacred offering is unacceptable. I know what God wants from me. I don't know. I know what I want from myself. I don't know. I laugh, question. I weep, question. Laugh, weep, laugh, weep, laugh. Panina Edelman here frames the intensity of Elisheva's joy and loss in a context that moves beyond the narrow confines of the Mishkan and the tragedy of this eighth day. Elisheva offers a perspective on how to endure the whiplash of life's sharp turns. The last word is a hopeful laugh, with the resonance of Proverbs resounding reassurance. Parsha Chmini does not offer easy answers, but when we look closely at the inner experiences of Aaron and Elisheva on this eighth day, the Mishkan becomes a container for our relationship with God that can hold our feelings of guilt and hope, joy and loss. Aaron and Elisheva offer two models for a relationship with God built on endurance, not in spite of, but through the intensity of life. God bids Aaron to stay close. In the Mishkan, Elisheva's deep laughter endures through time. May their fortitude make us stronger. Shabbat Shalom. We'll end with a melody by Deborah Saxmintz, Makom Bina. 
This episode of Tashma was produced by Jeremy Tabak and Sam Greenberg. I'm your host, Rabbi Avi Killip. It's been a pleasure to learn with you.